everybody, thank you for joining us on another episode of Defining the Dash, where we'd like to make every moment count. Once again, I'm your host, Chad Clifton. And I'm Mark Mullins. And we're so excited for you to be back with us today. Brother Mark, I have to say, I am super excited that you're back in studio with us today. I sure did miss you this past month. Hey man, I'm glad you had me back. <laughs> we couldn't make it without you. And uh, all, uh, all of our listeners left one's just me, buddy. <laughs> They're wanting to know where at Mullins boys at, so. Uh, it's good, really good to have you back. And it's hard to fellowship when you're just one person. It is hard. So it it those last two episodes when it was just me, it was. Hey, but if you're if you're if you're bipolar, and you're not treated. It's not so hard. <laughs> it all, it all depends on what your what your issues are. <laughs> That's true. I guess. <laughs> I'll have to ask me and myself. Ladies and gentlemen. We here at Defining the Dash Studios are proud to present to you another fabulous product from those brilliant people over at D&D Product Development Incorporated. That's right, the footwear we've all been anticipating, Sancta Crocs. This fancy footwear will be the perfect addition to your Sancta Crocless closet. That's right, we have sizes, shapes, and flavors to suit you. Sanctocrocs are versatile enough to go anywhere and do most things. Their synthetic rubber also allows for waterproofing up to 300 meters or zero inches. Sanctocrocs are also casual enough to wear to those midweek services where, mmm, fashion is iffy. Put Sanctocrocs in all-wheel drive sport mode for those off-road hikes. We also have an ostrich version for loafing about the house. Traveling light? No worries, because imaginary Sanctocrocs only take up virtual space in your suitcase. Sancta Crocs go great with any pair of stylish Sancta socks. If you call our toll-free, hassle-free, gluten-free phone number, we'll throw in a free pair of steel toes Sancta Crocs to help you stay in style on the job. Call now to get yours today, because you ain't rockin' if you ain't Sancta sockin' and crockin'. Today we're going to do a special uh, topic and a topic that's it's always important, and that is the anointing. And um, But before we get into that, let's go ahead and do a few shout-outs here. Uh, I recently was up in Pennsylvania, and I got to talk to some of our listeners up there and uh, some good friends of ours that I didn't even know uh, knew we had the podcast going. And so they, they got to talking to me about the podcast. So I want to give them a quick shout-out to Brother Matthew Jones, Brother Michael Jones, Sister Lisa Jones, uh, Sister Anna, uh, Brother Daniel Hoover, uh, Brother Ben Perez, uh, all the students at, at uh, FGBI College and there in Export this year, um, and of course our, our Brother Damerel there holding us preaching online. Want to give him another shout out, and uh, he's going to have us uh, doing a little ad maybe on his uh, podcast, and we appreciate him and his support and his confidence in us and. Um, you know, it, it goes a long way when somebody uh, says that they support you, they listen to you, and that they have confidence in what you're saying. That that really helps helps move you right along. And we sure appreciate all of our listeners out there. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And so thank you once again for allowing us to come into your home, into your vehicle, into your earbuds, wherever we are. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so... Um, 
we'll move right on into today's topic, Brother Mark. How's I'm ready. Sound? I'm ready. And uh, so, Brother Mark, when we talk about the anointing, now, we know that when we're talking about the anointing, we say, you know, if you're going to preach in church, if you're going to sing in church, if you're going to testify, it's important to have that anointing. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, we read of multiple types of anointing, you know, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, uh, you know, the anointing of oil, you know, when you're praying for somebody, uh, all the different anointings. But um, when we're talking about having the anointing, Brother Mark, what what are we talking about? Well, if you're talking about having the anointing, the anointing is something that you have. I guess it's it's got to be something that you, you you possess. Maybe not so much that you possess, but something that possesses you. Absolutely, yeah. That's and so having the anointing, uh, I feel like is is being possessed, if you will, being had by something out of this world. I think that would be great. Great definition. The um, when we talk about that, the <laughs> having the anointed having a dedicating yourself to the service of God um, then God is going to inhabit what you're doing right the Bible tells us he inhabits the praise of his people so I feel like if we're doing something we're dedicating something in our life to him we're dedicating maybe time to prayer if we're dedicating time to learning a song if we're dedicating time to study a Sunday school lesson and we're putting the effort in and we're doing it for the glory of God and to reach souls, then I think he is going to be in the midst of that. Right. Really, the anointing, Brother Chad, is being filled with something other than ourselves. Right. And the Bible talks about being filled with the Spirit. Yes. And that is something so important today. Uh, it's easy to go out and find self. Sure. We can, there's a lot of people we can pull up on any platform that you choose and you're going to hear them talk a lot about themselves. Right. About what I did, what I done, you know, all that I have done, even, even for God, they're going to say, I did this, I did this, I did this, but you're not going to have that anointing as long as you're focusing on self. Right. Yeah, I mean, you you said that exactly right. You you have to have something else that's possessing you. You have to have your focus um, and your motivations are based on that other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, when a person gets married, their focus is no longer on them per se, but it's on their wife or uh, their family. You know, there, there's more to the picture than just themselves. Right. And uh, when we come into our relationship with God, we, we've got to realize it's no longer about me, but it's all about him. Correct. And I think if we if we can keep him as our focus, then then we're going to, uh, what we do is going to prosper uh, for the Lord. And uh, one of the stories I love about this in the Bible is when we look at the story of where Samuel went to anoint David as king. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in 1 Samuel 16 and verses 3 through 13 talks about that story. And, and I, won't, I won't read into all, all that uh, today for the sake of time here on the podcast. But, um, you know, 
this story I, I, I love because I, if I can put myself into, into this story from the very get-go, I can almost be like, man, how would that be different today? Mm-hmm. Uh, because first of all, when it's talking about, uh, you know, when, when, when God is sending Samuel to, to talk to, to David, he tells him to go to the house of Jesse um, I'm sure Jesse had probably heard of Samuel before, mm-hmm. but I wonder if Samuel had really ever heard of Jesse before. And and I always think of that, and I think you know we don't have to have a big name to do something for God. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're somebody out there and you say, well, nobody knows me, uh, or I can't do anything from God because I'm a nobody. Well. You know, God can take somebody who thinks they're a nobody and elevate them to such a level that they can do mighty things for him. And, um, you know, I've often wondered, you know, Samuel, you know, uh, Jesse knew Samuel probably. He's a prophet. I'm sure word traveled all throughout the land about that. But I wonder if Samuel knew Jesse when God told him to go to Jesse's house. I wonder if he knew, Mm -hmm. if he was familiar with them, what kind of, conversation what familiarity they had with each other um i can also picture my you know me as a kid um i wonder you know like my mom if she had found out company was coming oh all the boys would be rushing you know rushing around you you've got to get this cleaned up you've got to get that cleaned up the prophet's on his way to the house Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I wonder what it was like when they found out when they're there at the sacrifice and uh, and the, cell, the all that was going on. And, and Samuel says, I'm coming to your house. I wonder I wonder what the conversation was then. You know, go clean your room, boys. We, You know, the prophet's coming to the house. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Figure out where that smell's coming from. That's right. <laughs> That's where my peanut butter sandwich went. But, uh, <laughs> get... Get that carcass off and under the bed. <laughs> well, Chad, I, I got big cornhole right here for this minute. I got a great story. Remind me of story. So I'm, I'm dating my wife. You know, well, I'm still dating my wife. Been opening the door for her lately. Been trying to do better about that. But sure. before we got before we got married, I was dating my wife and and my future wife, um, girlfriend at the time. Dating Jen, and she is coming down from Ohio to visit. And so when she come down. Uh, she would stay in the apartment that I stayed in. I went over to my parents' house. And so I went across state line and she was there at the apartment I was staying in. Um, the air conditioner worked better, you know, so I gave her the air conditioner. Anyway, so she comes down and I remember it was probably about nine or 10 o'clock at night. And I find out that she's going to come down the next day. And so I'm like, man, I've got to, you know, I've got to do something. You know, my, my apartment is a wreck. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, can't right now, have, yeah, can't have that. Some things don't change. My garage is still a wreck, but <laughs> yeah, but my apartment's a wreck. But you know, I got my sisters. I messaged both my sisters. That's what you do in a pinch. You know, you got two sisters. Bring you know, the family in. Bring the family in. So here we go. Get my sisters come in. So they they're so gracious. Help me clean. We was cleaning probably midnight, one o'clock. I don't know. It's crazy, and we're cleaning that apartment, and I keep on smelling something. 
it just don't smell right. You know, have, have you ever have you ever been walking through your kitchen and just smell something just didn't smell right? Oh, I've got four kids, brother. <laughs> you, you can walk anywhere in the house and it don't smell right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm walking through the kitchen. I'm, Man, something don't smell. Don't smell right. And so I can I can put a finger on what it was. We've already cleaned everything up. We thought we did. So I just start spraying some air fresheners. You know, light some candles. You know, oh, those yeah. kind of things. Whatever you gotta do to make it through the day. And so well, she comes down. And uh, she's she's with with her with her parents, and her one of her parents has just got this intuition that they can find where the smell comes from. So they opened up they opened up the pantry door, and there in the bottom of the pantry, in the left hand corner, was a rotten potato. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So when you're telling this story about you know go home and clean your room and that kind of stuff. Guys and girls, I'll tell you, if you're about to clean your room, find where the smell's coming from and clean that too. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. Back yeah. to spiritual note. Get rid of those potatoes. Those things are getting wrong to you. They Quick. do. Uh, uh, that actually reminded me of another story. Boy, we're going down some rabbit trails today. But, <laughs> you are. but hey, maybe rabbit season's in. We never know. Maybe it is. But uh, all of you Adventure and Odyssey fans out there, we was listening to one today and... I couldn't tell you the episode. I was helping some kids in class, and we was listening to an episode while we was around one o'clock every day. We'll turn on and let one episode play through while the kids are working in class, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in this episode, this guy had give a bunch of money to the landlord, uh, or the landlord, I guess, had give it to the property manager to spend on these apartments mm-hmm. to, to update them. Well, instead, he took the money and spent it on himself. Oh, okay. So the guy's like, he's walking around and he, he said, I came to, I walked around and I seen some things that really bothered me. And the guy said, well, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I've been meaning to get the dead squirrel out of the ice machine for a couple of weeks now. I just haven't had time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. That's, <laughs> it happens, man. Yeah. You get busy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get so busy. yeah, it's uh I don't think you're if you if you live your life like that, mm-hmm. allowing things to creep in and stay in that stink up your life. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be a good place for it an anointing. It ain't going to work. No, it's not going to work. work. We got to keep our life clean, and uh, so uh, part of making every moment count, we got to clean up the inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got we got to keep that inside clean. We got to keep it holy. Uh, we can't allow things to come in and decay, uh, and that's what sin will do. Mm-hmm. Sin will cause things to rot, to stink, and just like that potato, just pretty like soon potato. somebody's going to sniff it out that you've not been doing right. Not everybody's got COVID, and uh, <laughs> sometimes you lose your smell with COVID. Not everybody's got COVID. And here we was hoping they had passed, Brother Mark. Was it? <laughs> oh, COVID. That's that's another one of them stanky things that, stinks, that we're trying to get rid of here, buddy. But uh, <laughs> but we've got to make sure to keep our life clean and holy. Uh, you know, you can't drink water from a dirty vessel, mm-hmm. not have clean water. Right. And that's, uh, you know, that's talked about in the Bible and, and things and and. Man, I want to make sure. I, I'm a simple man. Mm-hmm. I'm a very simple person. Uh, 
I'm one of those that was like I talked about, feels like you can't do nothing uh, a lot of times because you are so simple, you know, because I am such a simple person. But um, God used simple people. Sure. He used a young boy with a lunch that was just willing to give her the lunch. He didn't ask him to give up and get up and give a speech. He didn't broadcast to those thousands of people where the lunch came from necessarily or who the boy was. We really don't even know the boy's name. Uh, You know, it just, but he was available and he was obedient. Right. And he was willing to sacrifice for a few moments Mm -hmm. uh, in order to be obedient and to be a help. And if we live a life that is like that, to where we're putting ourselves aside to make room for what God has uh, in mind, then then I think I think we can really make a difference. I think so. I think so. Now we also look in this story. God had a lot of other options here. Uh, Samuel had some other options here uh, when he gets to the house of Jesse. He. Um, he, he gets to the place where he's looking on these young men and, and and he's seeing tall men that are strong in stature. Uh, he's definitely seeing uh, boys that are older than David, uh, more experienced than David, um, probably more well-known in the community than David. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, all the way around probably had had more knowledge as far as, you know, maybe they had already been, you know, on the financial side, making money and and learning how to manage money and how to to do different types of work and and all these different things. You know, they was already gaining life experiences. And so when Samuel comes down the line to each one and he's like, well, surely this must be the one. He's tall. He's strong. He's a handsome guy, uh, you know all those outwardly appearances Mm -hmm. and God kept telling him this is not him Mm -hmm. this is not the one this is not the one until he gets down to the one that really uh, you know this whole ordeal was about the one that never even received the invite right that was another thing I always thought was so interesting about this was uh, the reason for the party was not even invited to the party right he was still out in the field Mm mm-hmm he was out doing what he knew to do. Right. Um, sometimes we just got to do what we know to do. Mm-hmm. If we're caught in a storm, praise him anyhow. Sure. If we're in the valley, praise him anyhow. Do what we know to do. Mm-hmm. And then God can take that and bless it. Yep. And uh, do a mighty work just like he did with David. After uh, Samuel went through each one of these brothers, and he, he's like, you know, is this it? They're not anymore. And then Jesse's like, oh, I'll, yeah, I've, I've got one more out in the field. He's out watching the sheep. He's just he's just a young guy. You know, surely it couldn't be him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, not only would David probably not have expected this to happen, his brothers wouldn't have expected this to happen, but his own father really didn't even expect it to happen. So... You know, he he was in a bit of a predicament himself. Um, And we all probably find ourselves in that same shape a lot of times. Um, You know, I, you know, Brother Mark, you work in the medical field. 
there was probably people at some point, in, even in your life, that was like, oh, Mullins in the medical field, oh, that'll never happen. So you still, was probably one of them, wasn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Mark said, 99% well, you know of my patients say that. No. Uh, <laughs> I got your back, brother. Oh, thank you. I got thank you, brother Chad. But, um, you know, he didn't even have really the family support at this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I talked to a guy here earlier uh, earlier this year, and he was talking about something he felt God had laid on his heart, and he really felt that God wanted him to do it. And he was he's a young man. Um, he's called to preach. Uh, he's preaching, and he's working. he was working full-time. He felt like trying to go to Bible school, and he wanted real bad to go to Bible school this year. But he didn't have the finances. Mm-hmm. And he said his parents were lost and they were not supportive of his, um, you know, his spiritual endeavors. Right. We'll put it that way. Right. And it broke my heart because, man, you know, I, I really am blessed to say I, I don't necessarily know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents uh, raised me in church, and they've always been supportive of uh, of me in, in in my in ways of you know trying to do things and stepping out on faith as far as that goes. But um, you know, it, it was it was heartbreaking to hear this brother share this testimony and talking about how he didn't have the support. And I told him, I said, "Brother, I'm going home." We was out of state at the time. I said, "I'm going home, and I'm going to pray that God just." I said, don't rule out this year. Mm-hmm. God could provide the funds. Now, I don't know how it happened. I know God had to be in the works. Mm-hmm. But that brother made it to Bible school this year. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm thanking God that he worked that out. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, he was there when I, I didn't know he was coming. And I got up there taking my daughter this year, and he was there. And uh, he... Uh, Man, I was I was super excited to see him there. Oh, it's and great. It was just awesome. Yeah. And uh, but you know, if we put effort into it, and it's the desire of our heart to do something that is going to draw us closer to God, mm-hmm. then I think God is going to be in the midst, and He's going to bless that. I really do. And so, young people, if you're listening, and you have a desire to do something for God, it don't matter what your name is. It don't matter what town you live in. It don't matter, uh, you know, what car you drive, uh, whether you're a Chevy fan, a Ford fan, a Dodge fan. You know, if you're a Dodge fan, you just may not make it to where you're going. But um, now, what about Toyotas? <laughs> I know they keep their market value, <laughs> they do. and uh, and there's a lot of them with two and three hundred thousand miles. There's one I know of. And uh, <laughs> other than that, I don't know much about the old Yoders. <laughs> I can smell it, but it rides good. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, I had the Dodge. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, horse and buggy days sound pretty good oh, to yeah, the Dodge. Man. That's what I'm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I thank God if we if we'll just put our heart into it, He's going to bless whatever we have uh, have in mind to do. If, if as long as we're keeping Him keeping Him in the midst of it, 
Right. Brother Chad, you was talking about keeping God in the midst of it. And uh, just listening to you tell a story, I, I, something to just throw a little plug in here. A lot of it has to do with being willing to do what God has laid on your heart to do. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, God could have big plans for you or for me or for, you know, other people in this room or people out listening to the podcast. But unless we're willing to do what God has planned for us, we may not ever see the miracles of, of that take place. And it kind of reminds me of that that boy in the in the Bible that shared his lunch, you know. God had a plan to, to feed thousands of people. And you had a boy with a lunch. Uh, but he had to be willing to share it. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's kind of the same way, you know, the point of the anointing. Uh, you know, God is interested in, in, in anointing people to do things, to special ministries. And, you know, and, uh, and that's not always preaching. Sometimes that's teaching. Sometimes that's, you know, helping... You know, clean the bathroom is such a very important job. Uh, taking out the trash and, you know, helping kids in Sunday school class and and you know and really if if I could just get a babysitter in Sunday school class sometimes you know I felt like that'd be great. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just just little things you don't have to. But but a lot of that has to, in my experience has just got to just being willing, just yes. being willing to do whatever God wants you to do or lays on your heart and. You know, you absolutely hit the nail on the head right there. With the first step is just going to be being making yourself available, right? Taking that first step, of, you know, out on faith. Uh, I guess this, you know, at, at this point, it would be a great point, really. I guess just to to I could testify. I guess, um, you know, when when this all started, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, when you know, months back when we when we released the first episode and. And, and things we talked about, uh, you know, this was a, a three-year burden, I guess you'd say, that me and Brother Nathan had been talking about for years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and Brother Nathan, Webb, guys, we don't give him enough credit. He's our behind-the-scenes man, and he, you know, he, he puts a lot into action uh, in very few words. And so uh, we couldn't do this without him either, so I, I definitely want to to give him thanks on here, but, um, you know, we, we, we discussed this and we kind of prayed about it and, and talked about it and just kept, uh, for about three years trying to figure out how we wanted to go about it. Um, podcast form, uh, some sort of a video format. Did we want to do, you know, uh, how was we going to do this and who and all was going to be involved and, uh, what was we going to discuss, and and it was just round and round. We we kind of went, and uh, and you know me myself, I I don't like. I can talk to anybody, mm-hmm. but it's hard sometimes for me to get up in front of a bunch of people or or, or put myself out there. Right, and um, and so uh, you know it all sounded good on paper, but then when you went to actually talking. And recording and and everything, it just, um, you know, how am I going to do this? What am I going to say? Uh, are people going to think I'm just putting myself out there thinking I'm something and um, thinking I've got all the answers because I don't. Um, there's a lot of things in my own life I, I don't have the answer to other than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, uh, 
you know, I went round and round with that for a long time. And there's no doubt, the reason I'm telling this is uh, no doubt there's a lot of people out there uh, who are on that same same wavelength, so to speak, same page, that they're just afraid to put themselves out there. Maybe they're afraid to, to step up and sing that first song. Sure. Maybe they're afraid to step up and, and testify that first time. Right. Um, and they're they're thinking, you know, people's going to laugh at me. People's going to think I, that I think I'm something or, you know, something like that. And and folks, that that's the devil uh, trying to get in the midst of that. Uh, don't let nobody or nothing take away the opportunity for you to do something for God. Um, be willing to step out on faith. Be willing to be available, and God's going to bless it. We started this out. I never thought, Brother Mark, anybody would listen, really. Right. I didn't know if I would listen. Uh, I, I wasn't sure I would listen because I hate hearing myself <laughs> on tape. Uh, I have listened to a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I have not listened to all, went back and listened to all of them. Uh, I trust Brother Nathan. He's having to do that, bless his heart. But um, he needs a pay raise. We need to add another zero to his paycheck. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Brother Nate, the board has voted. You got your pay raise. We added another zero <laughs> to your pay. But we, um, you know, I, I, we've been blessed uh, so much with support. Uh, you know, not one person has come up to me and said, so you think you have all the answers? So you think you're something? You know, right. not one person has said that. And that, you know, that was my fear. Mm-hmm. Now they might hear this episode and people come up and be like, "Oh, so you think you're something now?" <laughs> and they're gonna play on my fears now. But, um, but you know, you may have that. Sure, we may have some. We haven't so far, but we may have some people hating on us in the comments somewhere along the lines, and hey, I'm sure hate. they will. But hey, at least they're commenting, at least yeah. they're listening. Yeah. You know, and um, so uh, maybe they'll they'll get something out of it. Mm-hmm. But you know. God took our simple words and has used it and, and has already, there's been, you know, a few thousand plays on Apple and, and things. And, and I'm not bragging at that. I'm just, I'm thanking God that sure. that he's allowing us to, to do something. Right. If it's something small and it, it reaches one person, right. then then I'm, I'm grateful. Um, and we have had some people reach out to us and, and thank us for the podcast, that it's blessing them and things. And, and man, I'm so thankful for that. Right. That is that is the absolute highest honor that we could get would be just one person saying, "Hey, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing," and um, that means so much. And and so if you're there and you're you're thinking about stepping out, I mean, step out. Sure. Um, you know, go let God guide you. If God's telling you to do something, it can be done. Right. You know, any any time, you know, David, he was a shepherd boy. He made himself available, but he wasn't necessarily giving up on what he was currently called to do. Right. God was calling him to be a king tomorrow or months down the road or years down the road. But today he was a shepherd. And I love that, that the next place we find David after this, after Samuel shows up at his house and he anoints him and says, hey, you're going to be a king all right, I'm going to be a king. But but today I have a job to do today. Right. And today that job is to be a shepherd. Right. 
if I'm not out there watching those sheep, then they're then they're in danger, you know. So we find him right back out in the shepherd's field. Now he could have looked at his brothers and got the big head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, brother Mark, you're sizing me up. I got a big head. Okay, you don't have to. I told you my hats are on the last notch already. Okay, hey, you know hats ain't for everybody, brother. <laughs> I've got to have elastic, but uh, that's what I wear. <laughs> but he could have said, "Hey, I'm going to be king. I'm, I'm above y'all. You sure. know, I don't have to do what you say. Mm-hmm. Y'all go to the shepherd's field. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the palace. I don't right. need to be doing this." But he did. He was content being out there alone in the mud, stinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she- yeah, a shepherd's most likely not the first person everybody invited to the party. Sure, uh, especially some formal engagement because they're not going to be mm-hmm. smelling nice twenty four seven. Right, and uh, so do what you feel like God's calling you to do, and just be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Um, you know, I can't be brother Mark. When I get up to testify, you don't want to be or anything. I can't be brother Mark. I wish I could. I really do, <laughs> man. You do great. You bring out some points uh, that are just fabulous. And you know, I can't do it like you. I can't do it like you know, brother Randy. Sure. I wish I could, uh, but I just got to be me. And unfortunately, that's who the church is stuck with. Yeah, they're just stuck with me. <laughs> that's that's better not being stuck with you, I guess. <laughs> That's not leaving them much hope, is it? <laughs> and all you listeners, now y'all forget you can turn this off. Don't don't turn it off now. You're stuck with me too, okay? <laughs> oh. But we have a good time anyway, don't we? We do. <laughs> well, Jay, he's talking about uh, about just being willing, and I just jotted something down here. You know, feeling like God's laying something on on your heart. You know, regardless of what that is, you know, maybe it's going to the nursing home and visiting someone that's yeah. lonely, you know, and that's, man, what, what a blessing that is. It is. Know? But, you know, you don't have to have the complete plan. Right. You don't have to know exactly every step God's going to make, every every door he's going to open, every window he's going to shut. You just got to be willing to follow his leading and just let God work out the details. Yes, sir. That's an awesome, awesome point. Because that is, that is so true. And, you know, even something as simple as, as going to a nursing home mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a fabulous place for, like, a, a kid to start. Sure. Uh, because sometimes just them being there is all it takes to put a smile on one of those elderly folks' face. Absolutely. Uh, I know when we take my kids, when we go visit the nursing home and stuff down there, we've had them uh, try to give the kid their ice cream. Mm-hmm. Or their their little cup of pop or milk, whatever they're drinking, or uh, they'll they'll reach in their pocket and pull out a dollar bill and try to give it to them, or they'll they'll start reaching for them, wanting a hug, you know, right. and just grinning ear to ear. But they they may have just been told, you know, told the worst news that sure. day, you know. Sure. But when that child walks in, a smile comes to their face, and for that moment, for that hour that you're visiting or whatever it is, they've forgotten mm-hmm. how alone they've been. They've forgotten. The news they've got that day, they you know they've you you've lifted them up for that hour, right? 
And so just a just being there, mm-hmm. just being available. You didn't walk in and say no great prayer. You didn't walk in and say your name necessarily and and oh, you know, I'm so and so. You didn't you didn't even have to sing a song. Right. You were just there. Just willing to go. And for that for that hour God was able to use that to, to show them, hey, I'm not alone after all. Right. There are people that care. There's people who visit. There's people who haven't forgotten me. There's people I can talk to, mm-hmm. you know, and and we can be used. Like we've said since we very first started this podcast, it don't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. It, it don't matter if you're five or 50 or 100. God's got a plan. Right. He he can use you. Right. And, uh, you know, so all we've got to do is be available, mm-hmm. be willing, mm-hmm. and, and God will do the rest. And it's if we do that, then I believe that anointing will follow. All right, everybody, welcome to Where's That in the Bible? And we hope you're enjoying these segments. I uh, hope you're benefiting from them. Today, we want to talk about uh, the Holy Ghost and some scriptures in reference to that. If you're interested in, in learning a little bit more about the Holy Ghost and where to find some some great scriptures to reference and to to just get a little bit more acquainted with, with information on the Holy Ghost, uh, John chapter 14 verse 26 Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 all would be some great scriptures to look up to pray about uh, try to research some of that on and and pray that God would just help you and answer any questions that you have brother Mark I believe we can wrap it up on this one right there All right, and uh, I hope we've said something today that's Uh, helped you, maybe encouraged you to step out on faith, uh, but most of all, made you want to seek that anointing because uh, that anointing is where where all the help is going to come from. Uh, It's not only the help to you, but to others. And so make yourself available. Uh, Make yourself available to God. Make yourself available to others. Uh, And I know God's going to take that and bless it. And that's how we're truly, Brother Mark, going to make every moment count. Yes, sir. And I hope you guys will tune in back in with us next week. And until then, be sure to make every moment count. Uh, Be sure to share a smile with a neighbor. And uh, keep us in your prayers. God bless you. Have a great week. When I win this war, I've got a church and a family.